hello what is up this is a very different episode than what you're going to expect but alas this is the grime collection Okay, so, I, listen, if you love me, and if you support me, or maybe you're new here and this just intrigued you, this is not my usual content, but I, I'm excited for this. I feel like this might be really friggin' cool. So, I went on Reddit and found some interesting subreddits, and I haven't actually read through them. I kind of skimmed it enough to know whether or not I think this would be interesting, but that's it. So I will be shocked, sad, scared, 
whatever the hell emotions come up at the same time you are just so you know maybe these stories will suck I don't know I just skimmed it enough to be like oh that might be fun that might be interesting that's kind of creepy and then I went with it so um let me know how you feel about this let me know if you like this you want me to do more never do it again I don't know I'm stepping out of my comfort zone I find it interesting so alas let's get into this reddit deep dive of reddit what is your most disturbing scary or creepy real story so let's get into it i'm just gonna be reading these off and then saying my thoughts afterwards so sit sit back relax be creeped out with me (laughs) so let's get started about two years ago i was driving home from a family reunion pretty late at night and the drive was about two hours i didn't say the night because i had to be back to work the following day. Most of the drive was on roads with dense bushes and trees on either side. The real creepy ones you see a lot in movies. Anyway, I had been driving about 45 minutes and I was starting to get really tired. You know sometimes you suddenly become really tired out of nowhere? Well yeah, that happened to me. I knew I wasn't going to last, but I didn't come across any place that I felt I could park and safely sleep. Anyway, After it became clear to me that I wasn't going to find a place to pull up and my tiredness wasn't going to go away, I did something very questionable. I pulled over to the side of the road onto the grass behind some bushes to try to hide my car from anybody else who was going to come past. The roads weren't empty. I came across another car every few minutes or so and so I made a mental note that the time was 11.22 and then fell asleep. Sometime later, I was awoken by a scratching sound. I looked at the clock. 11.50. The sound stopped after a few seconds, and because I was still extremely tired, I didn't bother looking around and simply went back to sleep. I was later awoken by the same sound, and it was now 12.40. This time, it really freaked me out because the sound didn't stop. The thought ran across my mind that it was just an animal inspecting the car, but why would it return almost an hour after it had left the previous time? I looked in my rearview mirror and just managed to catch a glimpse of something running into the forest. Now, at the time, I thought it was the damn hook killer. You know, the one that scratched the couple's car and then slaughtered the guy when he got out to investigate. Fuck that, I thought to myself. So, I got the hell out of there. There was a bend no more than 100 yards up the road, And as I came around to it, there was a fucking car parked off to the side of the road with the driver's side door opened. I slowed down just to look and see if anyone was in there. There wasn't. Then I looked in my rearview mirror. I didn't see anything. And then all of a sudden, this guy comes sprinting around the corner. He starts screaming at me, shouting stuff like, quote, Hey, hey you, get the fuck out of your car, now. End quote. I noped the fuck out of there and sped off. I never saw the guy again. Moral of the story, don't fucking sleep on the side of a deserted road. That's pretty much the best thing I can um, agree with. That's that. Those are my thoughts. Don't sleep on the side of the road. That is not a good idea. Because like, okay, I don't know about you. I, I literally, this might be really weird. I feel like it doesn't sound as scary as it is. Like, you think about the side of, the road. I see cars on the side of like the highway and stuff all the time and I don't really think anything of it. 
Like, oh, their car probably broke down. Okay, move on with your life. You don't, I don't, I don't know about you, I don't really think people are sleeping in it, so I wouldn't, I would think people just leave it alone. Maybe not, because if no one's in it, you could rob it. I don't know, I'm not, I'm not a car thief, and I'm not a murderer, so I, I don't know the thought processes there, but I do wonder, like, the statistics on that? I don't know. What I, the point I was trying to make was it doesn't sound as scary, but like then stuff like that happen. You're like, yep, yeah, no, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. So yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. That's creepy as hell. And don't, just don't sleep on the side of the road unless it's like meant to. Although I wonder about sleeping in like Walmart parking lots. Is that safe? Is that illegal? I, I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. The next one says, this is not supernatural creepy, but it is one of the more disturbing and surreal experiences of my life. So, one early morning, a few short years ago, I am walking to my bus stop and eating a banana. It is dark, misting, around 5 a.m., and I am internally debating something trivial, like what if I want my daily Starbucks before or after my commute. As I approach the dimly lit corner of my street, a tall man in a black mask steps out of the dark alleyway to my left. Sleepy and disoriented, I barely acknowledge him when he shouts, quote, put down your fucking purse, end quote, and points a gun to my head. Things start to click. <laughs> the man says, put down your bags. I tell him, okay, okay, I'm putting them down over here. He orders me to walk over to him towards the alley and said, Get down on the fucking ground. And I agree. I'm coming. Okay, okay. My heart is beating a million miles a minute, and my hand still smells sticky with banana. I know I need to get away. I don't know why, but my mouth won't stop working. Look, see, I'm on the ground. My stuff is over there. Please, just take my stuff. But he doesn't like it. Shut the fuck up, okay? He gets on top of me and points the gun to my head. At this point, I should mention the fact that I'm on my way to coach a high school practice and I'm dressed like a dude. Huge baggy pants, hat, jacket. If not for my telltale voice, I'd look more like a prepubescent 90s rap star. Anyway, as the guy gets on top of me, gun to my head, he looks at me and pauses. I can't tell you why I know this, but I swear at this moment, it clicks for him that I'm a woman. He gets off of me, stands up, and points to the alley. Come with me. My stomach hurts. I remember that there had been a recent rash of sexual assaults in my neighborhood, during the daytime no less. When the man points down that dirty hallway, my internal voice speaks the fuck up. Says voice one, there is no way in hell you were going to go down there without a fight. But he has a gun, you dipshit, replies voice number two. Fucking follow me, the real voice, his voice, hollers. So I do what I do best, talk. I'm coming, I'm following you, I call. And the man makes a crucial mistake. He believes me. I take one, two tiny steps backwards towards the sidewalk. And he turns his body and his gun towards the alley. This is my moment. I take a deep breath, tuck my head down in case he starts shooting, and start sprinting away. I hear a voice screaming in high-pitched voice wail before I realize that it's mine. After running six or seven blocks, 
I head back to my apartment, hoping he's not there to see where I lived. The police check out the alleyway an hour later, but the potential attack attacker is long gone. The only evidence of the encounter is my banana peel browning in the alleyway, an adrenaline rush that I couldn't shake for days. I would be lying if I said this experience doesn't bother me still, but I'm so fortunate to mainly be haunted by the what-ifs, not the what-dids. Wow. That's insane. Um, someone also commented, way to listen to your intuition and be smart enough to watch him and make a choice in a split second. I know it's scary, but when your body goes into shock, unable to clear your mind. But, yeah, no, that's, wow. I don't know. That gets to me. Because number one, that can happen to anyone, which is terrifying, especially where I live. I live in the city. And that's not the most uncommon thing in the world to get mugged. Like, I know a few people um, <laughs> that's my age that have been mugged for, like, their AirPods and stuff. So that's terrifying. Um, that is in Number one, I would just like to know with both of these stories, why are they such good writers? Like, what? why are there authors here? Like, it's not just like normal people being like, oh my god, this is what happened to me. That's wild. Like, they're like actually good, intriguing, adrenaline rushing stories. So, I mean, interesting. Props to you. But, yeah, um, this is really smart. Um, I think this is a really good one to have read. So, if you're listening to this, definitely think about her when you're alone in situations in the dark or, you know, somewhere that doesn't feel as safe. Um, that sometimes split-second decisions like this could save your life. Save you from some trauma. I don't know. So, that's just something I'm really going to start thinking about now. It's like split-second things. Like, instead of just, like, doing what you're told. Like, the fact that she was like, okay, he turns around. This is my moment to leave. That's so smart. So, that's it. I'm just really impressed. And think about that next time. You're in a situation that's less than ideal so moving on this is one's a trigger warning for sexual assault um this says i was sexually assaulted on the street about a month ago i acted so quickly that the man was arrested and the police charged him with sexual assault within 15 minutes of the attack quick thinking is pretty powerful it was completely random i had finished a great evening with one of my best friends and live in a large city but never had anything violent or sketchy happen to me when walking home after the bar. I usually stick to busy but not too high traffic routes since I know men can and will pull up in their car on too busy of a street, but quiet enough that if anything strange happened, a resident of a home would notice. I picked this particular street knowing that there was a police station I would need to pass. My mistake. I was walking north, literally 10 seconds away from the station, listening to my music when I realized there was a man directly on my left. He must have been following me. He put his hand on the small of my back and then reached under the long raincoat I had on that looked like a dress. He groped my ass cheek and it all literally happened in a split second. A split second. I screamed and jumped back, up onto someone's lawn. I let him pass me, ripped out my earphone and screamed at him. Do not touch me. You should never touch a woman like that, ever. I am calling the police. As I was yelling at him, I stayed on the lawn so he would pass in front of me. I quickly crossed the street while on the phone with 911, 
They got his description and told them exactly what he was wearing, height and race, hair color and skin color. I walked up to the station. Five officers came out and I gave the description of the man again and two officers got in a cruiser and followed the direction he went. I was very specific about what side of the street he was on and many other details. What I was incredibly lucky was that a woman and her partner were out were getting out of a cab the exact moment I, I yelped and ran away. They both followed me to the police station and gave their sworn statement separately of mine. As I was giving my statement, one of the officers had chased him down and came into the room to tell me they had arrested him. I went home that night and cried my eyeballs out, called my mom, and told her. I slept that night and spoke with another friend. All in all, it wasn't horrible and he was caught. The police followed up with me a few times, gave me his conditions after being arrested and charged. He had to go to court, and I am allowed to follow up with them to see what his sentence was. I don't really want to know. I'm afraid he would get acquitted or some weird administrative mistake might happen, that he might not get sentenced, and I'd rather not know. Also, the fact that he made a hundred... Wait. $10,000 bail the next day, I found out when the cops called me to follow up. I have his name and a document from the police, but I don't care. I don't want to know. Either way, I got in a lot of trouble. No, I got him in a lot of trouble for at least 24 hours. Bleh. Terrible experience. Yeah, that would suck. Um, this kind of reminds me of the same thing about the first one. Or like the one before this. How certain, like your intuition. Sometimes you just need to trust your intuition. Be always, always like, be aware of your surroundings, be thinking, don't ever just, you know, trust where you are, just don't, I mean, it's kind of morbid to say, but always be on the lookout, always be thinking of the worst possibility, and always have a plan, always, because in both of these stories, it could have been a lot worse, it really could have been a lot worse, other than quick thinking and smart women, so just be on the lookout, and yeah, uh, next, Every time I stay at my grandma's house, I hear someone walking upstairs. It starts at one side of the room, casually walks to the other side, and stops. This will happen maybe twice a night. I didn't start hearing it until I was about 14, when my grandparents made me start sleeping in a different room on the first floor because they started sleeping in separate bedrooms. Blah, blah, blah. Regardless, both of their rooms were also on the first floor. For a little backstory, I have always been afraid of the upstairs at their house. I don't know why. But it's always freaked me out, and I refuse to go up there alone. I'm 23 now, and still won't go up there alone. There's one room specifically, though. It's a long, narrow bedroom. When you open the door, there are closets to your left and right, and a bed placed roughly in the middle of the room, and a window on the far opposite side of the door. I was told growing up by my grandparents that the sons of the previous owner claimed to see a gorilla come out of the closet at night, dance around the room, and go into the closet thought nothing of this story until I had start, started sleeping in the room. The room located directly below the scary room upstairs. So, we all go to bed. All the lights in the house are off, and I'm still awake, lying on the bed. Then, I heard it. Thump, thump, thump. Starting at one end of the room upstairs, it got closer to me, passed right above me, and continued to the end of the room, where it stopped. I'm wide awake and terrified. It was no question to me that I had heard footsteps. I knew that slow and casual pace. 
I was freaked out and went to my grandpa's room. I told him what I heard and he told me that the house is old and it creaks. But he turned the dining room light on for me so I felt safer. I tried going back to sleep. Then it started again. This time from where it ended the first place. By the window upstairs. It walked over to me again. And stopped when it reached the door. I thought it was over until about five seconds later when I heard it coming down the stairs. One, two, three, four, five. Silence as it reached the landing. Then six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And silence again as it reached the first door. I was frozen in shock. Whatever it was, it was on my floor of the house and sadly unaffected by the dining room light. I was staring at the doorway to my room and the dining room light was shining in and my vision began to distort. I felt dizzy with fear. So I pulled the blankets over my head and suddenly heard a scratching sound from inside my room. I knew exactly where it was coming from too. My grandpa's gun case. It was a very obvious sound. Scratching on the wood. Long scratches down the front of the gun case door. I could even hear the door ever so slightly tapping against the frame as each scratch began. I tried to scream but couldn't. It took a second to take a deep breath and let out a loud scream. In seconds, my grandpa made it to the room and I was relieved. Needless to say, he still didn't believe me. So I did what any normal person would do. I draped a sheet over the side of my bed and slept underneath it. <laughs> I wrapped myself tight in a comforter, put on headphones, and turned my back to the door. There could be a party of ghosts in my room and I would never know. The next morning, my grandpa told my grandma about what happened the night before. She said, oh, that's silly. You know, your cousin woke me up last time she stayed here. She came in my room saying, I hear footsteps, and I slept under the bed for the rest of the week staying with them. I've stayed there countless times since this has happened, and I hear footsteps every time. I sleep on top of the bed now, but keep my back to the door and sleep with headphones on. I haven't heard it come downstairs since that first night, but if it does, I don't want to know. <laughs> no, thanks. No, no, thank you. That's terrifying. I wouldn't stay there. That's my answer. That never happened to me. I just wouldn't stay there. And also, like, it was one thing I was, in, in my mind, I was like, maybe it's sleep paralysis. Maybe it's just, like, you know, hearing something. Sometimes your mind can create, like, some crazy things. Uh, your mind can create pain if it wants to. Like, your mind's crazy. It could create things like that, but... For her to then be like, oh, that's weird. Your cousin did the same thing. That's terrifying. Um, yeah, no. A first of all, a gorilla? Excuse me, what? That's kind of weird. I don't really know. Like a <gasps> Harambe? No way. Not Harambe. <gasps> the ghost of Harambe in her grandma's house. That's crazy. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, for the last one is a shorter one, so I hope you enjoy. A week after getting my CPR certification, I had to try and perform CPR on a woman dying of heroin, or probably other drugs, overdose. I was at a thrift store with some friends looking for Halloween costumes, and someone came in saying that someone was passed out in the parking lot. I was in the dressing room, and it just got super quiet. So I came out and told them I was certified and I'd go take a look and that they needed to call 911. 
I go outside and don't see anyone on the ground. Someone comes out and shouts that the person is in the car that's parked far out by itself. I ran over and honestly freaked the fuck out. She was pretty much already dead, completely blue in the face, slumped against her car window. She had the red druggy rings around her eyes, but those were blue too because she was so oxygen deprived. We opened the door and I'll never forget when we turned her head to see if she still had a pulse. She had tears running down her face. We pulled her out of the car, put her on the ground, and took her pulse again because the first person to do it wasn't sure. We started CPR and the ambulance arrived about a minute later. They got her strapped up and continued CPR. They had another ambulance come and those EMT got out and it was literally like six of them surrounding her. The cop told us they had administered some type of drug that apparently reversed heroin overdoses if given in time. What is that called? What is that called? Ugh, this is annoying. Why can't I think of what it's called? Hep? No, not heparin. What is it called? I'm sure y'all listening are probably like screaming at me right now. I'm gonna have to look it up. Hold on. Narcan. I didn't even have to look it up. I literally stopped to look it up. I opened a new tab and I was like, fucking Narcan. So, Narcan. <laughs> Moving on. Sorry. Um, but she was pretty much dead already. They would do unnecessary stuff until they could get to the hospital and call it, according to him. I also remember when we opened the door and there was heroin needles and empty pill bottles all over the floor. She wasn't very old. We also think she had kids. She had some toys in the car seat. Plus, two names tattooed on her. And then there's an edit at the bottom that says, Wow, thank you guys so much for the responses. It was definitely a rough situation. For being 19 at the time, I think I handled it well. That's wild. I am 19. I literally could not imagine trying to save someone's life. No. I mean, I would obviously, I'm not CPR certified. But I would at least try. Like, if the situation arose and there was no one to help, of course I would try, but... That would probably traumatize me quite a bit. I don't know. That's not something I ever want to experience. Or witness someone overdosing. Especially on heroin. I mean, overdosing in general, but like, no thanks. I'm, I'm going to have to pass on that one. But this was a little bit of a shorter one because I wanted to, I didn't want to do like an hour of reading stories if like no one was a fan. And it's got like two views. So, um, if you enjoyed it, please let me know, because I find this very fun. Like, this was really fun, so hopefully you enjoyed it too. I have another one I have ready, so I'll post two of them, so be on the lookout for another one in the future, and just let me know. I would love to know your opinion on if you liked this or not. It's kind of in the realm of creepy crime stories but also like a little bit different but who doesn't love some variety i don't know anyway um i hope you enjoyed this thank you so much for supporting and listening especially if you made it all the way through um like i said let me know if you enjoyed this um definitely subscribe because i put out content as much as i possibly can with being in school and stuff um Make sure you're following this and my Instagram slash Twitter at The Crime Collection where I kind of post pictures and stuff to go along with it. I have no idea what I'll post for this, but we'll figure it out. Um, If you want to get to know the real me, I'm on Instagram and YouTube at Krista Corson. Um, Yeah, all this will be down below. Thank you for supporting me. Love you very much. 
This has been the Crime Collection. Bye-bye. I don't know why I said bye-bye. I hate when people say bye-bye on the phone. I hate it. Okay, bye.